All right, man. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Yeah. Fourth episode, Venture Guts, Lee Waltham, Danny Wood. Here we are. Always a pleasure and really excited. Last episode, we, we had a great episode. We talked about content strategy and our approach for creating content with Tilt, the integral role that content is going to play with respect to our growth strategy in the coming year. It's overall importance to what we're doing. That was really great. If you haven't heard episode three, here's a shameless plug. Go back to episode three and check that out if you're listening to this because it's a really great episode. So this week, Danny, I figured that what we could do is provide some insight into our plans for 2022, the coming year, because I'm sure everybody is focused on planning and we have been as well. We've got some some plans, some things in the works, some very exciting stuff for Q1 2022. But I also figured that we could talk about some of the recent updates that we've had over the last month or so. It's been really exciting and there's a few things to talk about. Yeah, man, definitely. Definitely. Sounds good. Lots going on. As you said, lots coming up. Lots to talk about for 2022. It's going to be a big year. Hi, you're listening to Venture Guts presented by Brandish. I'm Lee Waltham, your host. Brandish is a strategic brand consultancy, and that means we help companies build amazing products, services, and experiences. We have a proven track record of future-proofing businesses on the agency side, but we've never been able to escape that startup mentality. In 2021, we launched Brandish Ventures, and now we're building and launching exciting new companies within the Brandish ecosystem. Join us for the ride we're calling Venture Guts. We'll be sharing how we're investing into our own companies and using the capabilities within the agency to grow and scale these businesses. Stay tuned. We'll be dropping episodes weekly. So, so why don't we um, why don't we get into it? Why don't we start off? I know you've got a couple things with with uh, around Tilt that you want to talk about. You've been working on some funding stuff. Why don't we start there? Yeah, absolutely. So small kind of funding update for us. Something that I've been working on with Eric, who is our controller, our, our CFO, is the Digital Manitoba grants. And we're pretty proud to say that our application was approved. We've received our, I should say, we're going to receive a total of uh, $30,000 through the Digital Manitoba initiative. So Shout outs, shout outs to Digital Manitoba Initiative, Manitoba Chamber of Commerce and Manitoba government. Thank you very much. Our application, we based it on technological upgrades. So the work that we're planning to do in 2022 around upgrading our technology, our infrastructure, and just some of the uh, kind of projects related to our application that we're really excited about. And I think there's a definite takeaway from this for us is that, we maybe put a few hours of, of work into these applications. I mean, maybe even a few hours for me, a few hours for Eric. And through that couple hours of, of work on both of our parts, uh, this led to a pretty impactful amount of funding. So definitely a good takeaway for early stage startups out there is maybe a 20 minute Google search followed by no more than five hours of work putting together an application can you know, lead to you 
getting a pretty significant amount of money from local government, provincial, or or maybe even state government. I'm not sure there's similar kind of things available in America, but I know that there's always organizations that are out there looking to support entrepreneurship. It's a great way to secure a little bit of funding for, for your startup. Mm-hmm. Like you said, totally impactful. Bigger picture, we're looking right now for 1.5 million, you know, $30,000 doesn't seem much when when you look at the bigger the bigger goal the bigger objective we're going out trying to get you know this big seed round 1.5 million but like you said just a return on time investment you spend a couple hours you exactly. get you get $30,000 and 30k is 30k yeah and it's helpful and exactly. we're still a startup we're you know despite the fact we're we're looking for the 1.5 for the seed round we're still we're still lean and still mean and that 30k for a small startup has, uh, like you said, it's a huge impact, huge, very impactful. Yeah. And the other thing that I didn't even think about before, but I think is really valuable about going through this process is that it's a little bit of uh, validation and a good kind of thought exercise, you know, because um, that's something that can definitely happen in the context of an early stage startup is obviously there's just, there's so much to do. Your head's down, hoodies up, you're just working hard. Um, sometimes you can kind of get lost in your head and you're not really thinking about so much about how what you're doing might be perceived by an outside stakeholder, by someone like a person who's considering your organization for a grant application. And that's another great piece of value from this exercise that you can take away is just forcing yourself to disconnect from that mentality for a second and kind of get outside yourself and empathize with someone who's going to be considering your startup totally objectively, no connection to you. Person that's considering your application is going to give you a totally objective viewpoint. And it really forces you to remember why what you're doing is relevant for that outside party, try to make a good case. And again, just another really valuable thing, even beyond the value of the money, although the money's good too. Money's always good. And it, like you said, it's the motions, right? You're yeah. going through the motions. Yeah. You are thinking about your product. You're thinking about your business, how to talk about your product, your business, even, even if you're just going through an application, some of the other programs that we're working through, we actually got to speak to people. We've got to present the business, the business plan. We've got to talk about the business, the company, our plans for growth. So you, it's all the motions I feel that are important and and we're staying busy and, and going through the motions, which is really exciting. So it's, it's a win. Yeah. hundred percent. Speaking of busy, by the way, some other pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty big news that came related to staying busy and, and securing a secure, securing a significant amount of money there. Hey. Yeah. And a win. So recently we signed a, uh, a pretty sizable deal. It was worth about five grand a month or about 60 to 65,000 in ARR. And, We've been working on it for a while. It's with one of the more prominent companies in the Canadian automotive industry. So really exciting, big client, lots of reach, lots of scale, lots of opportunity to be able to scale into that company, further deepen their usage of, of the product and the platform. And really interesting story. You know, we've been working with this company for a while, probably almost from day one, I'd say for the better part of, of, almost this entire year and we started off by it was a previous relationship that we had but we basically started off by giving away the product for free you know they were essentially one of our first beta users if you will of the platform we essentially approached them said hey look 
We know there's a need for a solution that addresses, you know, um, that addresses what our platform addresses and we're willing to, we're willing to give this to you for free with, with obviously the heads up, you know, from day one, that, that was in beta that we were developing the platform and it's been a very interesting journey to say the least, because we're sitting here now, December, 2021. And I would say that, you know, it's a win. We've, we've just had this big win. We've got a lot of opportunity. Things are going really well. But I, I would say that through this company, we've also learned some of our you know, toughest lessons over the last year. And at one point, it didn't actually look, look that good at all. No. <laughs> and maybe Danny, we've had, basically, it was, it was a series of campaign misfires, product mishaps, things going wrong. And maybe you can just jump in and talk a little bit about sort of what happened with some of those situations at a high level. Yeah, I was going to say maybe a, a little bit more than 12 months ago or so. We were we were going through some pretty pretty stressful times. There were some late night phone calls and anxiety kind of working with the developers. I I think that the keeping the focus on on the lessons that we learned is that uh, no amount of testing your application, your product in a closed off environment is going to prepare you for what real world usage looks like. And this is definitely something that we went through with Tilt about a year ago. Significant learning for us in terms of how these kind of early early campaigns went and just kind of the experience there, which was really challenging. Um, you know, our, our technology had some, had some challenges basically with some specific elements of, of how these campaigns were running when we were scaling up to a significant amount of sends happening in a short period of time. And yeah, I mean, I think that the important thing that we did there was not to panic, not to kind of throw our hands up in the air and say, we don't know what to do, but just to keep working through that situation, try to make good calls on the fly, not let emotions get in the way and just try to think objectively and Mm -hmm. stay focused on the most important thing, which was to maintain the ultimate integrity, not, not of the the platform, but of, of the team. And I think that what you said Mm -hmm. there is really important about being transparent, being honest and, and staying in, in communication, because I think that, you know, when our technology didn't succeed at doing what it was supposed to do, what carried us through that situation was the fact that we stayed in front of our user, we stayed transparent and we communicated well. And that meant that any kind of like damage to the relationship was extremely minimal in the, in the big picture. So true. What you said about no amount of testing can prepare you for real world usage. And that was exactly what during those weeks where it seemed like everything was going wrong, we were running all the experiments, running all the testing, making sure that we had the team on deck for when we were launching these campaigns. And it just felt like every time there was always the one thing we didn't think about happening, happened. And it happened again. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. So it it was a wild time. But like you said, the importance of sticking with it, pressing forward, and the crazy thing with this with this uh, particular customer is that we actually got to a place just before that where we almost started charging for the product. So mm-hmm. we had just come off of like a series of wins. We were demonstrating a lot of value, 
had a conversation with our contact and basically let them know, I think we're in a good place. I think that we're ready to basically start charging you a little bit. And, and they were enthusiastic about that. And then boom, basically (laughs) cataclysmic failure on day one, which was, you know, a big lesson for us. And I think, you know, without getting into the specifics and the technicalities of what happened, you know, I think we learned some, some really important lessons. There's some really good actual practical takeaways about just the, the limitations of our platform. And ultimately, I think we overloaded it. We took on too much. It was a little bit too ambitious and ultimately caused the system to break. So we had that huge misfire. But like you said, got, got right in front of them, handled it with integrity and radical transparency, ultimately decided that, you know, it wasn't uh, the right time to charge them. Uh, obviously, and uh, just just communicated that commitment that we want to continue to be able to deliver value. And I think that's the great thing about our platform for us is that every time we run a campaign or we work on a project for a customer, we're typically re-engaging customers, generating new leads, generating new interests. There's almost a tangible return on investment every, every campaign. So we were actually in a really good position to be able to go back to this customer and and then this group and basically let them know, okay, we understand shit went bad. And, but what we're going to do is we're going to fix this and we're going to work with you to fix this. And we're going to work with with you. We're going to keep running these campaigns, let you use the platform and drive return on investment ultimately, which is what we did. So we stuck with it. And it wasn't like we just let them use the platform for free for another couple of weeks or a month. We're talking about six months. You know, Braden, our customer success mm-hmm. manager, was extremely diligent, worked with that, that team over there very closely. And ultimately, two weeks ago, we signed a deal with them, uh, a recurring monthly deal that is about sixty to 65000 in annual recurring revenue with opportunities to probably four or five X that within within this group if we can demonstrate that return, which... I'm pretty confident that we can. So that almost puts it back to us now is there's more opportunity there than admittedly at the moment we can handle. So it, it kind of puts a little bit of this pressure onto us to be able to scale our, our operations and our business to, to service that. Yeah. Um, because I think if we keep delivering, you know, in the way that we're delivering, it's an inevitability that eventually they're going to come back and want to start expanding that within the group. So yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think that another Another valuable thing here was that in a case where the in a case where the technology kind of failed somewhat to live up to to what we were hoping that it would do for us, what really drove the ultimate kind of success of the relationship in spite of that was the fact that there was good product market fit for the user, you know, um, the technology was not the only thing that they were relying on. I mean, obviously, I know that in some cases, obviously your startup might entirely be technology. So that might not be a good piece of advice, but for people in other startups, you know, if you're marketing software or something else where, you know, the technology isn't kind of the headline, stay focused on the product market fit because you have challenges getting through the technology. Don't let that deter you. If you know that you have that good solid product market fit and you're driving value. So important, really important. All right. Well, Let's talk about 2022. What I wanted to do is just give, you know, this, we, we creating this podcast to, to give people some insight into 
this business and these businesses as we're growing them. So what I wanted to do here on episode four was just talk a little bit about what our plans are. We're, we're at the end of 2021 here, mid-December. I think today's the 14th going into the new year. So just want to do sort of like a state of the union of, of where we are. So just before you kind of go into a couple points that you have, Danny, I just wanted to give everybody very high level state of the union. So right now, Tilt, the, the, the company that we're building, we've got basically seven full-time employees. We've got about just over $300,000 in annual recurring revenue, working with a handful of automotive uh, groups, some of the biggest and most prominent in the country across Canada. We've got a very, you've got a very, very solid foundation for 2022. The big goal for us is obviously to secure that 1.5 million in seed funding. We've got a couple of really great opportunities that we're pursuing early next year. Hope to have that locked in by end of Q1 or mid Q2. Going to work really aggressively towards that. And uh, this is this is a year of of growth for us. You know, we spent basically the last year and a half pulling all of the pieces, acquiring the technology, the IP. We've been working on 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 the product and the platform, you know, diligently. We've been working on the UX. We've basically been putting all the pieces of the puzzle into place. So this year is about securing that funding and being able to actually activate that foundation that we have to push uh, this growth to really just grow as much as we can in in the coming year. So just a high level overview of of where we're at future episodes, we'll start to dig into pieces of, of that, you know, more, more deeply and more in depth, but um, just, just sort of a state of the union where tilts at going into 2022. Danny, maybe you can go a little bit more in depth into what plans are for next year from your perspective. I mean, I think that outside of the, the funding piece that you mentioned, the other thing we're trying to do, we're trying to stay on this focal point of uh, securing grants, securing non-equity based, based funding in some cases. And so another thing we're looking at is the IRAP grant program from the Federal Government of Canada. So we're hoping to have some success with, with locking up some IRAP funding. Between those, two, between those two sources of funding, the next thing for us to do is going to be to grow our capabilities in terms of our team. Right now, tons of stuff for us to do, tons of things on our roadmap, tons of companies we want to approach, tons of new things that we want to do with our current users. And the only thing that's really holding us back from executing on all of these ideas and, and plans that we have is just the number of people that we have on our team. So we're definitely looking for some significant team growth in 2022. So our technical team, absolutely looking to add people to our technical team, everyone from front end user interface developers to user experience people to backend people on the kind of platform architecture side. So a lot of different technical roles are going to be hired for in terms of the technical team at Tilt. And I mean, you know, in terms of the, the business development side, I mean, that's kind of something that you would be thinking more about. Like, do you have any thoughts yet specifically on, on how you'd like to see the BD BD team grow? Or are we just kind of saying we just need to grow BD capabilities? I just want to see it grow right now. A lot of that's yeah. being handled. We're, we're bootstrapping, you know, everything, uh, wearing multiple hats, both you and I. And, and that's something that for the most part is we talked about it in our last episode, but our content strategy 
is going to be a huge piece of our actual business development and growth strategy because it's going to help us drive awareness amongst our target audience, basically generate a lot of the, the, the database that we'll need. And it's, it's a really good way for us to establish uh, these initial, you know, just as the foundation for some of these initial conversations. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to, to, to have that out there, to get out that, that out there and, and just in a real meaningful way, because, you know, we've been working on product funding is a, is a huge part of our growth strategy, but it isn't, we haven't really been engaged in any meaningful business development. You know, we're working with a core group of beta users, a core group of target companies, less than a dozen right now that we're, we're actively engaged with and working with and developing. But over the last year, you know, we've, we haven't signed a lot of uh, customers and that really hasn't been our objective because we've been focusing on the product and really leveling, leveling that up. So I think what I'm most excited about in 2022 is being able to actually establish business development in, in a meaningful way. And this is why that funding is so important. The work that you're working on right now from a product perspective, getting to basically that V1 of, of MVP post beta so that you know, we have something that we're confident in bringing to market and starting to just get a little bit more aggressive with business development. So for me on the marketing and the biz dev side, I'm really excited to see those pieces of the puzzle come together. This content strategy that we've been working on, really excited to put that out there, deploy that for that to come to life, because that's going to be something that very valuable for us, but I feel is just as valuable for everybody in the automotive industry. There's nothing, nothing like what we're creating. And we'll talk about this plenty in future episodes as we start rolling this out. But there's really nothing as I think helpful as this resource that we're putting together. So I'm excited to see that be pushed out into the real world and and then start to start to engage and in, in biz dev in a real meaningful way. So that that for me is what I'm most excited about from the, from the brand and uh, marketing and sales side. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of really exciting stuff. I mean, you mentioned again, a lot of focus for us internally over 2021. And honestly, I feel like we're just trying to like burst out of the gate here, even, even more things uh, at once uh, in terms of continuing to develop the platform, launch a new user interface soon, new functionality over the course of the year, complement that with more aggressive business development, get out there and, and kind of show what we have to offer and, and maybe even get to new industries before the end of the year. I mean, I'd love to be chatting with you on Venture Guts a year from now and be talking about all the new industries that we're, we're touching even outside of automotive, because I think that that's a really exciting thing that we're looking at. Another thing that I'm really excited about is to continue recording venture guts with you. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> big plan, big plan during 2022. Still be, still be doing this. And, 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 uh, a year from now, be looking back and saying, Hey, you know, wow, we've really improved 200 from- episodes in. We <laughs> <laughs> really improved from episode four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This has been just another very fun and exciting and humbling and, part of the journey because 
you know, we've never done a podcast before, but it is fun to, to be doing this. And it's just fun to talk about the different things that we have going on and be able to share that. And I'm really excited to see how people react to, to what we're creating here with venture guts. So anything else, I think we're, we're close to time here. you got any last points that you want to squeeze in? Nothing else for me. I think this has been good, man. I think we covered a lot of stuff today. I think we're good to leave it here. And, um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see you next week. Maybe we can do, do an in-person episode. Let's do it, man. You're going to be in yeah. Winnipeg. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Remember, we'll be dropping these episodes every week as we're working on these various ventures and building these companies. So stick around. If you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can search Lee Waltham, Danny Wood, Brandish, or head over to Brandish Agency and ask your question there. We look forward to recording more episodes of Venture Guts and sharing this journey with you. And We appreciate all comments and all feedback. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Venture Guts. Venture Guts is produced by Brandish Agency. If you like Venture Guts, we would love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you have a question for myself or our team, feel free to reach out to us at info at brandishagency.com or look us up on LinkedIn. You can find me by searching my name, Lee Waltham. Thanks to our team, Danny Wood, Braden Lesage, Michelle Perrin, Alexandra Martin, Jillian Long, and Cleo Curtis. The podcast is recorded by myself and edited by Cleo Curtis and Owen Black. If you want to learn more about Brandish or Brandish Ventures, head over to brandishagency.com. And as always, we appreciate you being here. Thank you. We'll be back at it next week with a new episode. See you next time.